sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hello. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. It was a rhetorical hello. Uh, this is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi, who is also rhetorical. And this week we are doing Small Wonder versus People of Earth. <laughs> I can never remember the right name, so it's your recommendation. <laughs> I always call it Alien, du- Alien Abduction Show, starring Whitecliff Jean. And yeah. I'm wrong on two counts. Yep. I mean three, really, because it's Whitecliff Jean. So. Well, uh, if he's not in the show, I can call him whatever I want. So there's, there's some. Uh, there's some new age racism from Pat already. Yep. And, but we're not starting with that one. We are starting with small, small wonder. Small wonder. Oh, I thought we were both going to sing it together as agreed upon before this podcast started, but I guess I was the only fool who listened. No, we are not because I don't know if you noticed that opening theme song was a minute long, like literally well, I, a minute long. It I went thought, on I, forever. Yeah. I know you don't think you think minute long songs are too short. I thought we could just sing it twice, so it would be two minutes, which is a proper song for us to sing together. Yeah, that was my problem with it. Too short. Uh, does anybody not know Small Wonder? So we've talked before about how awful sitcoms were in the 80s. But so this was one that wasn't even that was so awful it couldn't even go on primetime network and was a syndicated sitcom. Uh, like she's the sheriff, and Mama's family. I think Mama's family still has to take the prize for worst sitcom yes. ever. But this is up there. This is to be fair to it. This was made for little kids, and it was but probably done was for it? that. Because yeah. I have some questions about that. All right. Well, I think so. I I can't imagine this was written for adults, I, unless adults were really stupid back then. I know they weren't. Except there was a lot of sexual stuff going on. Yeah, kids love that. This episode. I guess that's true. They do. Uh, five-year-olds who would watch this all into sex. Uh. Uh, yeah, this. so this show is about um, this family of dweebs who the father is some kind of inventor or engineer or something. And he works for a company called United Robotics. If you'd watched the opening credits, you would have seen that. Oh my God, I did watch it. It was interminable. But uh, but he creates a little girl robot, Vicky. V-I-C-I. Yeah. What voice, input, for... co- voice input command uh, idiot. Yeah. That's, oh, I thought it was very idiotic uh, capture iguana, but whatever. It doesn't really matter. Um, f- to what purpose? I don't really know. It's not really explained. I don't know what she is supposed to do for them. I think it's just like bragging rights for him. That's what it seems like. Uh, and then his wife is... Uh, she was uh, on soap. She was Billy's teacher who he had an affair with. So that show was really ahead oh. of the times. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's the the basic premise, and I want to go back to that theme song, dude. That was awful. That was like some like, Jesus, I don't even know, like something from the fifties. 
with the the goofy piano and like oh god it was no i it definitely fit in with three's company i guess that's true but three's company was at least brief uh, yeah, you know, Three's Company is a little, a little catchier in a nicer way too. Yeah, but it, it, it told the story of the show. That's what you want. She's made of plastic. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, she, she is fantastic. I'll say that about it. So this was this came out in 1985, um, and it looks like it. Okay, so f- first run syndication. I don't know when that started. It was early 80s, I would was say. It, yeah, I don't remember when it started being. It definitely wasn't 70s. Um, cause back then everything on like the UHF channels was just old reruns of stuff. Um, and this, yeah, I don't even know like what channels this was. It had to be like UHF channels, right? Yeah. Whatever, whatever your UHF, UHF or non three network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for this point or no, I guess not, nope, not yet until 87, I think Fox came out. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It has no relevance to this discussion. But, uh, you know, I don't know. You know that I'm, I'm very anti, uh, child abuse, wait, but this wait, show wait, before you do your child abuse, I, I just want to read from Wikipedia in 1971. There was some law that passed that forced the networks to create a syndica- syndication arm as independent, independent companies. So that might've been in 71 might've been the beginning of when they started to put stuff out. And then in the eighties, it hit bigger. So soul train was one. Oh, but uh, that was on network, like in the. It was like Saturday or Sunday morning. I can't remember. Right, but it was it wasn't made by the network. It was syndicated. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. So it it started then, and then I guess game shows were were the first, and st- stuff like oh, and the Muppet Show was syndicated. So oh, that's then, right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And then more and more happened until the '80s, where it hit big with Out of This World and Small Wonder and uh, My Secret Identity and. These are all the shows I watch. That's why I remember them. I don't even know <laughs> my secret identity. Oh, my secret identity starred Jerry O'Connell as a um, as a kid who was <laughs> lived next door to a wild inventor, and the wild inventor did something crazy that gave uh, Jerry O'Connell superpowers, and he was able to fly. The first season he was able to fly, but only by using aerosol cans to make him go up in the air. And the second season that checks got, out. The second season they must have gotten some letters, so the inventor invented another way to do it because aerosol is better for the ozone. Yeah, and you know, I mean, just the laws of physics, aerosol cans will give you enough lift. It's always good to bring up science when you're talking about comic book TV shows. I think so. Uh, Yeah, anyway, this this show is filled with kids you want to slap across the face. Not Vicky. No, not Vicky. But but like the main kid, this little candy-ass motherfucker. Oh, I don't blame the kid, but they made the little boy. This wasn't the point of the show, but... Maybe it was, and the writers didn't tell anyone. the The boy wasn't a little boy. He was a uh, like a ninety year old Jewish comedian in boys' boys' uh, body. Oh, like Sam so, Levine. So, yeah. So when Harriet visits and he closes the door, and the mother says, "Why'd you close the door?" She said, "She's such a pill." Yeah, that that was I, another thing. That old language, yeah, such a pill. It, and this is not a show set at a time when people said she's such a pill. It was a time when. You know, old people were saying, she's such a pill. Yeah, it was... Uh, and she's a disgrace to womanhood. The mother? No, or, no. Oh, I'm the not, little girl. I, no, I, I'm not saying that. That's what the character said about Harriet. Oh, right. She's such a pill, and she's a disgrace to womanhood. But thanks for thinking I would say that about anyone. <laughs> 
Well, this is Trump's America. Um, I, yeah, that other little girl, like Vicky, was the least annoying. I didn't think Vicky was annoying at all. Oh she yeah, was a robot. She, she wasn't. Um, well, I mean, her robot speech pattern's a little on the nose, but whatever. She's a kid. What are they gonna? That's the director's fault. But uh, the other little girl who was a Snoop. Oh my God, mm-hmm. another one. You just. Well, to be fair, that was a character that was supposed to be annoying. He was, and she was good at it. So I'll yes. give her props. I don't know that she was like Jason Alexander level actor, but <laughs> well, she was like nine years old. That's true. So give her another year, maybe in season two. Um, I'll get there. I won't. Yeah, it's it was pretty painful. That scene you just mentioned was the only time I even came close to laughing when Harriet came to the door and he just slammed it in her face. No, I I, I will. I don't think I didn't find it as painful as you. It was just a dumb show. But there is at no point that I came even close to cracking a smile, except to laugh at, not with. Yeah. Uh, the plot of this one, so, um, I'm telling you, there was a lot of sexual innuendo in this show. Um, first of all, first, he's like, I don't think I'm gonna, I don't think I'm gonna play with daddy right now. And the mother's like, I don't think I am either. And then, uh, then they're in bed and she's trying to get him to, like, fuck her, uh, on their anniversary. Yeah, but it's, it's more like trying to get her to kiss trying to get him to kiss her so it was it was chaste was it she's in a nightgown she wasn't in a nightgown and the nightgown covered everything but even though when her 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 robot kid and regular kid came in she covered herself with a blanket even though the nightgown covered everything and believe me i checked the pixels everything was covered okay you you did frame by frame on mm-hmm. that scene no, i zapruded I, 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 I that mother effer oh, are we are we watching our language now well, I figure as a pruder, I can say that. Yeah, that's you true. Say master as a pruder. He's dead. Dead and gone. I don't know if the pruder's dead. I assume he is. Sixty-three. Yeah, he's dead. Everybody who was alive in sixty-three is dead now. I'm looking it up. Nope. Some people from sixty-three are still alive, including Mickey Rooney. It's hard to believe. No, not true. You're, you've got bad info. Uh, speaking of celebrity deaths, happened. Found out about it right after we recorded the podcast last week. Ron Glass, R.I.P. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah, the great, the great uh, Harris from Barney Miller, definitely like to me the con- most consistently funny character on that show, and there were a lot of great characters on that show, and also Firefly. Yes, I was going to say you can't. After being away for a long time, coming back to such a great show was pretty nice. Well, apparently he did the new Odd Couple. I was about to say that his most important work, playing the the Felix to uh, Lamont. Lamont Sanford's Oscar. Yeah, uh, which I don't remember at all. So I, I guess... do. I watched it. Did I you? watched it. Yeah, and I thought it was you know it was just a sitcom you watch when you're a kid. But years, years later, I, I'm talking decades. The show came into my mind, and then I was just thinking about it, and I realized, oh my god, that was Lamont. I didn't know it when I watched it. <laughs> But the, the face without a mustache came to me, and then the mustache got filled in. And oh, I realized, no, he didn't a have lot. a mustache in that show? That's my memory. I don't know. Wow. That's taking a bold risk. Um, yeah, Ron Glass. And I'm sure a bunch of other people died, too, but they didn't come into our homes every week. So, small wonder. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. How do you sum up this dumb plot? Well, it was the pilot, so the... 
the father comes home from work with a briefcase and he's he's all upset about it and it turns out he went to his boss to tell him about the new project Vicky he was working on and they wouldn't let him build it so he built it at home and when we first meet Vicky she's all in parts and the son has all sorts of weird jokes about dolls and peeing and yeah, yeah life size dolls and then uh the they go to a commercial break when they come back the doll is now put together and it's an actual actress yeah uh and great special effects because he takes off her wig and she's bald yep and says and the mother is really freaked out by the robot as any sane human being would be nope i'd be cool you think she feels threatened I think they clearly put the the scene where the the robot was in the in the box to show that there's no sex stuff can happen. Don't worry. I guess that's true because they're. I mean, they still have yet to create sex dolls, even in our age. So, um, but I didn't. Here's what I didn't get. So, all right, yeah. So this dumb robot comes in, and uh, for some reason, their neighbor Harriet, this little girl is always peeking in their window like a super fucking creep. She's a snoop. A snoop, yeah, right. That's another term that wasn't used in the 80s. Um, yeah, she's always... <laughs> I think they use snoop in the 80s. I think that's universal term. I use oh, it all the time. Only snoop dog. Um, yeah, she's always peeking. Like, this little girl has no life, apparently. Her parents well, she don't has a... give a shit about her because she's always just wandering the neighborhood looking in people's windows. She has a crush on Jamie. Oh, is that does that become more pronounced in later episodes? I don't remember, but I just have to assume so. I think it's funny that on the Wikipedia page they they show her in all the cast photos. Yeah, she was a major part of the cast. Um, and well, she's the conflict because Vicky has to be a secret, and she's the one that keeps finding out the secret. Yeah, no, I get it. But, like, she found out in the first episode she saw Vicky's head spin around. Yeah, that's they just kind of gloss over that. I guess she didn't believe it happened. And they did that great thing you've only seen. It only really makes sense in cartoons, but they did it in Small Wonder where she rubs her eyes like she can't believe what she saw. What? <laughs> yeah. Never, in real life, I don't often do that. I do it rarely. Um, and usually uh, inappropriately. Like, just for really mundane things. Speaking of mundane things... This father, like the casting of him and the son is uncanny because he looks like a grown-up, I don't know, Mormon. So the 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 father of Harry, I remember what he looks like. And I look at his picture, I just don't know what else he's been in. But I know he's been in, maybe he's been in a bunch of Law and Orders. Really? But he, he wasn't in this episode, so. Oh, Harriet's father. Yeah, not, right. not now, this guy. Th- this dude's a soap opera star now. Or I don't know about star, but he's in a soap opera. Ugh. I, it gives me the creeps. It's like it's like a Robert Goulet thing. They look a little too, I don't know, patrician. I don't know what the deal is with this family. Don't mind, don't mind the mother. Uh, although I mean the acting is atrocious, but again, that's like the nature of this show. It's direct. It's it, all over the top. It's '80s sitcom acting. '80s syndicated sitcom acting. <laughs> well, no, I. I haven't seen Alf in a long time, but I imagine Alf acting is about on the level of what she's doing here. Hey, hey Willie, you got some crack? Not Alf. Alf's, Alf's working is great. It's it's everybody. Oh, was Willie a crackhead or a pedophile? Maybe both, but I know he was a crackhead. Um, 
I remember when ALF came out and like there was all this buzz about ALF and then it came on and it was like really stupid. I I remember I think must I I don't know if we talked about this but I was desperately in need of watching ALF but something else must have been on TV that my dad liked or something because I never saw the show. So in my mind it's the funniest show ever but I've never seen an episode. Nope. ALF does not like cats. I'll tell you that much. He's like Garfield with Mondays. Yeah, so so they make this uh, robot. Wait, wait, wait. I thought Alf liked cats. He ate them. No, so it would be he like ate Garf- them because he hated them. And he liked the way they tasted. So that would be unlike Garfield with Mondays. It would be like Garfield with lasagna. No, 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 no. He hated cats as beings. He liked them as food. So it's but, both. It's both sides okay. of Garfield, really. So it's, it's kind of this is a, a, a mishmash of Garfield, Alf is. Yeah. And, uh, and Willie the is ironic. Odie. The ironic part is Garfield's a cat and Alf is lasagna. My mind is blown. Well, he does kind of look like Odie now that you say it. Yeah, a little bit. And in the Garfield uh, cartoon series, the guy, the crackhead, did play Odie, which brings us all all in a circle. Which is too bad because Odie was not a crackhead. He was crystal no, meth. He had no lines either. All they did was take his breathing when he was high on crack. Yeah. Use it for sounds. And yeah, yeah drooling sounds it all worked out all right so let me get through this goddamn plot as it were all right they invent the robot for some reason they make this seemingly sentient robot sleep in a closet in jamie's room well Uh, as he said can i put it with my other toys i want to have him toys with and the father said it's just an object we can do that but then we go to the the part of the episode where she goes in the closet and his other toys are just a huge stoplight so i think maybe the parents are abusing jamie i think they definitely are nobody's that nobody's got that kind of smile naturally um yeah a huge stop that wasn't even a toy ever for anybody Mr. Rogers had one in his home, but he didn't. wasn't really a toy. It's just something he could show kids how it works. Yeah, he just liked it. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't. So this is this show is really all about objectifying women, basically. Um. So the, yeah, she's in there, and I don't know. There's some bullshit about it's their anniversary, and so they make so breakfast. Jamie. Jamie's very nice. He makes some breakfast. I mean, he's a very thoughtful kid. One of the, the things that he doesn't I want to get his up, ass beat. No, no, this was before he got in trouble. No, I mean, just that's his history. Oh, okay. But throughout the episode, the father gets upset at him for absurd things. How it's his. Oh, wait, are, do I have that? No, no, that's right. He gets in trouble. He gets grounded because the robot throws food at the parents. How is that Jamie's fault? Yeah, no, it's, it's really your fault, father, for yes. creating this idiot so after he gets granted for making breakfast and having them throw and oh there's the feats of strength that vicky shows that he doesn't even use like he needs to pick pick a water bottle up to put on the for some reason they don't have a sink they just have water bottles in the 80s that's before the uh, flint michigan thing that everybody uses water bottles but uh so they wasted he wasted her powers anyway they make the breakfast bring it to the parents big mistake because vicky throws the food at the parents he gets granted in order to uh, allay his parents' concerns, he breaks out of grounding and goes to buy him an ashtray or something. I don't even know what yeah. he bought him. So, but his parents sleep late on Saturdays. I don't know when he get, got grounded. 
do they stay in bed like all day on Saturday? So he got grounded and they went back into bed and stayed sleeping so he can do whatever he wants throughout the house. I don't know. And this the, is... Yeah. The timeline on this thing's crazier than Westworld, dude. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Does it, does when he walks to the store, is he like a small town or is he living in a city? And how late are they sleeping where stores are open already on exactly. the weekend? And then there's this clan display where the people who clean up the people clean up the t- clan display and for some reason think Vicky's a part of it, but she doesn't look like a robot. She no, looks like she a human looks being. like a girl. Uh, yeah. So, I do- well, did he have like bad eyesight? And just because she was posing like the clan, I'm telling so anyway. you, it's about objectification of women. She's just an object, and they, they don't get- care. Well, it's also it's not just about the objectification, but it's about the ways to break out of this objectification because Jamie says to Vicky, can you break out or no, can you solve this puzzle? And he says, no, you can't. And she shows that even a girl can solve the problem by knocking the door down and using then, brute force, the way then, of men forever. J- J- Jamie gra- grasps Vicky's hand and says, cheese it. And they run out of the store. Cheese it, the fuzz. Yeah, they run out of the store and. Yeah, that was another one of her feats of strength. Yeah, it was very weird. Well, first of all, I'd never been to anybody's house, I don't think in my life, who had a water bottle in their kitchen. That's just weird. No, um, they. Do. I've, I've been, people like, like fresh water, not from the tap. I don't know where people, like, I never had a problem with tap water. Drank it all my life. I've never had any. <laughs> we'll be back next week on Pop Culture Continuum. No, nah, I'm all right now. Oh god, because I didn't know how to come back next week. Uh, so he brings he brings the, the anniversary present home, and they're mad with him for breaking out of the house. And they at first are upset, but then he gets the present, and the mother says, "We can't punish him now." Wah wah wah. Yeah. So he's back to normal life with his robot pal. Uh, Basically, his sister at this point. No, it's his cousin, man. Because it this takes is, ni- it takes nine months to have make a sister, as was we that the are last, informed numerous times. What is that the last line of the episode? No, here's the weird ass fucking ending. This is the last line. Um, I can see that you're going to be a lot of trouble for me, and she goes trouble and breaks out in a huge smile. I don't know right. what the fuck that was about. That was like That's some David Lynch shit. That's a callback to earlier in the episode. Everything's a callback. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of callbacks with the winking and the... Yep. Because uh, he, he teaches her to smile, so he's just she's just showing what she's learned by saying but yes, But it was smiling. a totally inappropriate time what to do, do that. What do you expect? She's a robot. She doesn't know what to do and what to say. And why, when she picked up the water bottle, did he not have her put it on the fucking thing? That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, she just throws it on the floor. Drop drop it. So she drops it. So he's not a good teacher. I guess that's the point. No, yeah, he's not a good anything. Let's be honest. I I think I liked Small Wonder. I know I didn't watch the whole run of it, but I did like Small Wonder when I was a kid. But, of course, I was 10 years old. But what I really, really loved about it was there's one episode of Small Wonder where Jamie has the same shirt as I had. And I thought that was the best thing that ever happened. And it still is the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, yeah, man. Back when uh, Mervyn's was around, everybody wearing their clothes from Mervyn's. I don't know. I never saw a show until Modern Family where people were wearing. And again, it was a, a child. So I maybe I should re- rethink my wardrobe choices. But that someone from a TV show was wearing the same shirt. And my, my shirt on Small Wonder was a gray shirt. And in the middle was a rainbow color. And it was really nice. Yeah, it sounds awesome. 
Thanks. Uh, I had, hey, I had, uh, hey, I had, uh, what's the middle, Alex, she was wearing my shirt on Modern Family. Yeah, me too. Oh, well, I think was it, the, Alex... was it the dinosaur hugging the giraffe? That was the one I had. Oh, I have that shirt, or I used to. Yeah, yeah that's the. But I think uh, the kid was the Luke was wearing a shirt I have too. They're both from both shirts were from Threadless, so they were yeah. marketing Threadless for a while there. Um, have not been keeping up on that show. Uh it, there's a couple bad episodes to start the season, but the last episode was great. All right, I'll check it out. I can see why you would not keep up, though. It's not living up to its former glory. There's, they do, they've always done this weird, almost offensive, stereotypical stuff. And I think on, in later seasons, it, it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. It it has been getting steadily worse, for sure. Even when it was good. I mean, there was that joke like the they wanted to have a positive role model for, for their daughter. An Asian role model, Asian woman, yes, or something, and then they had the the driving joke. It's like Jesus, God. Yeah, I know. Do do it a little bit smarter. But uh, well, speaking of like corny ass sitcoms, small wonder. Um, I I'm baffled by my like for the Goldbergs. I mean, I don't know why I like it. I don't know if it's like some kind of comfort food thing. Like it's not, it's not terrible or anything, but it is very like. It is almost in the 80s mode. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you realize, but it's set in the 80s. Didn't. Never caught that. So uh, yeah, that I makes am, sense. I, too, am baffled by your love for it. I don't dislike it. I, I laugh at it when I... I don't know. I've never laughed at it, but I enjoy it when I watch it. But it's not something I seek out because it's not that good. But I, you're not the only one who loves it. People on Facebook talk about it as if it's the best show on TV when that's clearly not. Uh, yeah, I would never go that far. Uh, it's enjoyable to me but you like the middle which i can't stand so we're even let's shake hands and never talk about either show again done goldberg's win. i also like malcolm in the middle it was it was okay yeah um calling like... that okay is basically saying breaking bad t- is terrible so sorry you can never criticize that actor again no he was he was the best part of malcolm in the middle because he was always in his tidy whities wait i'm talking about frankie Muniz. yeah me too my imagination he was huh look I was only 10 when that show was on untrue 20 30 yep I was was some multiple of 10 there was a time when both Malcolm in the Middle and Arrested Development were on at the same time same day oh that's weird yep this has been this moment in history 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 we ruined it small wonder you don't really is that how it goes like oh god i tuned that out so quick i just remember i was like literally i started watching the the time on the bottom of the screen <laughs> i was like that is a minute long song i think maybe the longest sitcom theme song ever so i read a little bit of cooks. about <laughs> what happened to the people from the show afterwards. And uh, some of them are still acting, but the majority of them, the mother retired from acting, had kids and a family. The Harriet became a talent show, uh, not talent show, a talent agent. And I guess, and uh, then moved to Connecticut and became an acting teacher. Can I I say what Vicky did? Yep. 
She's a nurse in Boulder, Colorado. So if you want to be treated by uh, Vicky from Small Wonder, get in an accident in Boulder, Colorado. You got a one in 5,000 chance. And Jamie had some terrible story about how financial advisors and I assume his parents stole all his money. and He was living in a homeless shelter dating a stripper. Yeah. And now he's working in a homeless shelter, I think. I think so. I think he's also acting now, so it's at least a happy ending. I don't know what the what the deal is with these. Uh, I know what the deal is because there's lots of abuse. But why lots the parents don't pro- parents don't protect their kids when they're involved in this kind of stuff? It sounds like Harriet and Vicky, who's act probably have real real life names, but I didn't bother looking them up. Had a relatively good upbringing, but so there's so many who don't. And well, it sucks. Th- there's a, I mean, there's a lot of abuse of children in the industry, sexual and otherwise, and you know, ex- exploitation. But there, I think there's also got to be a thing where like these stage parents who want their kids to go into acting want that money too, right? Uh, like that's a reason for for them to w- push their kids into this horrible business at that age, um, and they turn a blind eye to stuff they really shouldn't and they and they fuck them over on the money because they take it yeah right yeah <clears throat> yeah that's what happened to macaulay cooking right his father took all the money or something i don't remember i mean it's happened to a lot of child actors yeah but you know they, they knew what they were getting into <laughs> yeah every every eight-year-old should know before they sign that contract yep um there's something else interesting about small wonder i forget what it is though Oh, I wanted to see. Actually, I want to look it up. No, no, it just the guy who created it. There was something mentioned that he wrote on a show in the '60s that had pretty much the same plot that starred, I forget who. But uh, let me see. There's, I think he was pretty prolific. I, I never written, I noticed the name before, but was so it Arthur he, C. Clarke, 2001: A Space Odyssey? No, oh. that's a good guess though. It's, his name was Howard Leeds. And he was the creator of Silver Spoons. He wrote for Facts of Life and um, Different Strokes. Can you even imagine being a sitcom writer at that time? What an easy fucking job that was. Oh, my God. You didn't even have to have talent. Say it to Ben Stiller. What did Ben Stiller write for? He played the guy who wrote for Alf. Oh. But that was just a role. What's that mean? What? I don't know what that means. Let's take a break. Oh, there's, so, there's this Antenna Network show, or not show. I don't know if it's Antenna. One of those UHF channels that you can't tell they're UHF because it's cable, but they were showing this. They used to show the Dean Martin roast commercials all the time, and those looked yeah. mildly amusing, uh, but never the whole thing, so you only got bits and clips. But they were showing bits and pieces of Red Skeleton DVDs that you can buy, and it looked so – and I usually like – comedians from the past i know you hate them in general but i usually can find something fun this this red skeleton person looked like the most unfunny person that's ever existed on television movies or radio were you and not I aware advised, of red skeleton before this no i've heard the name but i never saw anything he did i just thought maybe he was funny maybe he was but he's not he's uh, whatever the opposite of funny is he is he's like a poor man's henny youngman henny youngman's funny that i'm saying he's a poor man's henny youngman I don't even want him associated in any way with Henny Youngman. He's the anti-Henny Youngman. Nope. You're you're saying his name. No, no. Well, yeah. I, do, I mean, a lot of those people were awful. Bob Hope was awful. No, not like this. This was just un- – at least Bob Hope, you can tell he's trying to be funny. It, doesn't, it just seems like this guy's like doing a stupid voice and he thinks that's enough. Oh, yeah. He was like the Jim Carrey of his day. 
Ah, Jim Carrey's funnier. Milton Berle is probably, yeah, let's say Milton Berle. He's like Milton Berle because he was on that thing and they both were unfunny. Let's take a break. Yeah, we'll be back with hopefully Milton, a better thinking. show. What? I was just saying something about Milton Berle. All right, we'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. We're back, people of Earth, with people of Earth, a new sitcom on Tibus. And so I saw there were six episodes out. Is that all the? Is that the whole first season, or are they still? Is it still running? I think there's more coming. There's okay. a 10, ten episode first season. Um, brought it up. Sorry, before we go into it, uh, tangentially in the last segment, but Westworld. So, have you read the theories on this? I it never occurred to me that shit was happening in different timelines on this show. Uh, did you not see the most recent episode? No, I did. But and oh, okay. Really, I mean, that makes really that makes... until then, I, and even then, I was like, oh wait, what? But then, like reading like all this I... shit. I haven't read the theory, so I don't know exactly what you're talking about. So maybe I'm, I just thought that that for sure was a different time period. I didn't think, so there's theories that there are other things that are different time periods. Yeah. They've, spoiler for Westworld. Yeah. They've kind of, I mean, it's not really a spoiler because we don't know. It's just theories, but they laid out a pretty good case so that um, there are three timelines going. The first is um, when Dolores was talking to Albert, was that his name? The Arnold. Arnold. God damn it. I keep getting it mixed up to Arnold. Um, in those early scenes, that was actually Arnold. It wasn't the the new version. It was the right, real we, Arnold. We know that from the most recent episode. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but I, I hadn't known that until then. It I never even occurred to me. So did people know that? Other people? Other people knew that Bernard was Arnold? Because that's a pretty big stretch. Yeah, I don't... Actually, maybe not. Maybe these theories just came out. But then they're saying okay. the second timeline is Dolores with um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, dude. Okay. And the third timeline, which is the most recent timeline, is her with uh, Ed Harris. And that's also the timeline where um, Tandy Newton's uh, starting a revolution. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. And, and, I mean, they have shit to back this up. This is just a a thumbnail sketch of it. But uh, it'll be interesting to see this finale. 90-minute finale. So in this theory is is um which is the which is the current one the revolution is the current one yes yeah Tandy Newton okay. and and her finding the place with uh with the the man in black Ed Harris the church you know when she goes in that's that's happening now oh wait I don't think I saw that the, wait <laughs> the last episode she went into the church are you talking about Dolores Dolores yeah yeah sorry not Tandy Newton yes Dolores okay so Dolores so Dolores going to the church and meeting up with the man in black. That is 
the same as the the scene with Maeve and the, her revolution. That's yes, the same time. Same timeline, which makes sense be- a... because um, it's always sunny is not with her in that scene. Right, and her clothes are different. Her wound is when yeah, healed. yeah, yeah. And this is all the same timeline as as uh, Ford uh, having Bernard kill himself. I believe so. Yes, that okay. th- that makes sense because um, it's not so much a theory as it's. I mean, I guess it's a theory because it'll become clear in the final episode. But it's it it seems like it might be that way just by what you see on the screen. So I guess right. it is. A, yeah. But I mean, for the longest time, like I w- I was like, oh, Dolores is having some weird flashback dream or something uh when this weird shit was happening but yeah now i it hadn't occurred to me really before well no i mean they she does she they're the way their memories are set up is that every time they have a memory it's as as if it's really happening so it does seem like that right right so so i mean when she had the she went in the basement she was walking by anthony hopkins having an argument with arnold it was as if it was happening right then right right and it's it's really cool because they're androids so they're they're what they look like is not going to change. So it's, you can't tell by what they look like. The only thing you can tell by is clothes. And I guess that's part of the theory is that you can tell what timeline you're in by the clothes she's wearing. Yeah. Which I almost never notice anyway. So I'm, Oh, I was noticing it the whole time. And I wasn't sure if it was like, if we're looking at things through her, I thought we're looking at things through her memory, but I guess it makes sense through her memory means the same thing as timeline. So that's fun. That's a fun theory. I like it. Yeah. It's it. And it like makes me want to go back and rewatch shit. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see what the finale does. Anyway, uh, P- that has nothing to do with people of Earth. It has but the thing I was really shocked there was Elsie stuff in this episode is what I was really shocked by. I didn't expect that at all. Anyway, yes, people of Earth. Elsie is uh, the person from. Uh, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, El- God damn it, Elsie. People of Earth, starring Wyatt Cenac. So we last week, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, we talked about what Greg Daniels is doing, and it turns out this is, is exactly what he's doing, and he executive produced it with his Conan O'Brien. He directed the first episode. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's another one. So I've only watched the first episode so far. Um, It wasn't like laugh-out-loud funny, funny to me, except for at one part, but it was it was smart. It was like the, the perfect balance of smart and stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, for me. Yeah, I thought it went a little too stupid in some parts, but not so much that it bothered me. I thought it was great. No, because one of the laugh out line out loud, the only time I really laughed out loud was with the uh, reptilian dude saying, eat a dick. So, I mean, that's pretty <laughs> dumb humor, but it was funny in context. I thought the, the, the toll booth guy having being on the phone while he was working was funny. <laughs> that was good, yeah. I, was, I laughed at that, but having a long line of cars was stupid. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because he wasn't talking to the guy that long. It should have just been the one guy who said, you're at work. But anyway, it was a small complaint, but I liked it. I liked the uh, – yeah, there's not a lot of laugh out loud things, but amusing things like uh, here's my business card. I also am a marijuana supporter or something like that. And he's, and he's like, oh, yeah, those, those two go together pretty those well. Two, yeah, tie in. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's like – and the, the dumb humor is like in the Seinfeld vein of dumb. So I'm – I'm mm-hmm. all for it. And it's, well, why don't you give a brief description of the show? The plot. Uh, a reporter goes to a small town to investigate, not investigate, but just to report on a, a encounter group that all of them have been abducted by aliens. And uh, as he's on his way there, he's, he has some weird dreams. And in his, in his reporting on the issue, he goes back to his boss and 
gives the story and it, it's clear he's i mean he's recently had a car accident and the boss seems to be trying to ease him into doing something else not doing like a hard-hitting story and he's fighting that but in the process of of his reporting and talking to all the people in this group he realizes that he's also been abducted by aliens and in the end they hypnotize him and we see what happens yes uh yeah he gets the trifecta because there are apparently three types of aliens there's the greys who are you know gray beings with big eyes the reptilians who are green reptile like beings and the whites who apparently look like legolas from the lord of the rings movie what do you mean what do you mean by apparently (laughs) well this is science on this have you never read definitively definitively so i I don't know if they all look that way but i've heard of the greys like that's that stereotypical alien. Sorry, aliens, don't mean to put you in a basket. And I've heard of the, the reptilian theory, right. but I've never yeah, heard Queen of the Elizabeth. whites. Yeah, what's that? No, me either. Not never heard of the whites. Um, that was the one woman in the the group um, got abducted by the the whites. She said it looked like Ryan Gosling, but taller. And, Ryan Gosling, nine foot tall. Yeah, but the, yeah, and then the uh, and then the male the male woman. Was like, of course she gets Ryan Gosling. I get the gray, or the reptilian, or whatever it was she had. I think um, she had. I forget. I know the Brian Husky had the had the uh, grays. No, no, yeah. he had the reptilians because he's talking about how all presidents have been reptilians. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's good on it. Wait, so who is who's the dude with the beard? You know, the toll booth guy. What is he from? I don't even recognize his name. I don't know. What, what is his name? I don't even know. I know. I have no idea. I'm, that's what oh, I'm saying. Okay. I don't oh, recognize. Oh, is that Luca Jones? Oh, is it? That's not yeah, Michael I... Cassidy. Oh. I don't. I any? don't know. No clue. Well, Michael Cassidy is one of the. Is uh, Michael Cassidy is the boss, right? The boss. Oh, okay. And I know him from some. Oh, Men at Work. That's right. That terrible, terrible show. What? What was that? There was a, another TBS show called Men at Work, and it had. This the boss, the boss uh, editor guy, Danny Masterson from um, yeah, that, that 70s, 70s show. show, and they were all single guys. It was oh god! So this was like before TBS figured out how to do actual comedies. Yeah, and it was terrible, but it was on for three seasons. That's that's Michael Cassidy, but yeah, Luca Jones, um, just looking best friends forever, up all night. I don't really remember either of those shows. Up all night, I think I saw. That's probably what it, I know him from. And he was in the episode of How I Met Your Mother. No, I don't know him from that. Um, oh, Up All Night's the Will Arnett show. Oh, yeah, that's probably. So, yeah, but I like I like everybody in the cast. Mm-hmm. They're the all Gass great. Dyer Do a good from job. Saturday Night Live. Um, and, and I like the premise a lot, and I'm interested to see. I'll watch more. Are you, like, caught up on it? No. No, okay. I had, I'd watched, like, three episodes, and I forgot about it. Because it's TBS. Yeah, yeah. And I like on the on the cast list they have a recurring aliens. Ken yeah. Hall as Jeff, a gray. Bjorn <laughs> Gustafsson as Don, a white. And Michael Cat. Oh well, oh, I almost gave something away there. Well, I basically just did. Yep. Sorry. Although it's, you kind of see it coming in the first episode, so it's not really. I mean, they, you don't just see it coming; it happens in the first episode. Right. Right. But I mean, even before it happens, I, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Oh really? Yeah. Just just a little bit before the reveal. Um, but anyway. Oh, wait. Oscar from The Office is in this episode yes. as Father Doug. Oscar Nunez. Not uh, much to do. 
Wait, in this it's John episode. Benjamin. I, I don't recognize him. Oh, okay. There... Yeah, because it does say supporting char- characters, but it doesn't say that just for the first episode. So, um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and and it had a lot of weird touches with, uh, like his his weird waking dreams mm-hmm. with the I... uh, the deer in the car talking to him and. I think this kind of show, it, it, it's, it's almost an ensemble cast, but not really, because Wyatt's neck carries the whole thing. Yeah. And I think it really works because he's so awesome. If he's really a lesser, good in it. lesser actor, you don't like the show as much because you're stuck with him the whole time. But since he's so great, it, it makes it really good. Yep. He's, he's got, he does like the perfect balancing act in that role, I think, of like incredulous and sincere and all, all this shit. I mean, he really does have a lot of shit to do when you think about it. Um, yeah, it's a it's kind of a hard one to play, but he does really well. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like one of those shows where he is the sane one, like a, like a, a Newhart kind of thing, where he's the sane one amongst a bunch of insane people. But at the same time, they've written the plot, so he's also the insane one a bunch among everyone else. So it's yes. kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, I really like like I said, I like the setup and the and the themes and the plot. Um, so I'm gonna definitely watch and see where it goes. Uh, it's. I'd say it's definitely worth watching. Like, you'll know by the end of the first episode if you want to watch more. I think. Yeah, I think so, and I think it gets. I've watched uh, three episodes, I think, and I. I think just like any kind of show like this, where the previous episodes matter, I think it gets better as it goes along. Yeah, well, and all as always, like pilots are the hardest things to review usually because it's so much setup. Right, and this was a really especially good pilot too. It was, yeah, really good pilot. Mix- Mix the setup uh, compared to Small Wonder, maybe not great, but on its own, it's good. Sure. Well, of course, Small Wonder is, is what they use in writing workshops for sitcoms. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, the even theme song they got it all in, like you said. I mean, really, no reason to watch after that. But I please, please don't watch after that. No, I mean, don't even watch that. Really, it, I do like the trend toward uh, short to no theme songs though like westworld i just fast forward through yeah i don't like westworld's theme song no or game same with game of thrones that that one's like three minutes shit well i I don't mind it for cable shows because they don't have any commercials i don't like it on on regular shows although it's it it is nice like parks and rec's theme song is great and brooklyn has a great little theme song so now yeah but they're both like totally agree they're both like 15 seconds long that's what i'm saying oh oh i see i'm totally for that uh yeah, yeah. You know, this is this is good and it is you're right, it is basically an ensemble cast, but but then so was Newhart in a way. Mhm. Um, yeah, but you have the, you need to have someone good as the You need to have Yeah, all those Go ahead, sorry. Oh, I, no, it, it's just like the the Phil Hartman role basically on Saturday Night Live, you know, the the rock that holds everything, the glue that holds things together. You mean Dwayne Johnson? Mhm. You need to have the Dwayne Johnson t-shirt we should start doing t-shirts hey how come we're not on earwolf yet i listen to some of their awful shows wow whoa huh? Huh? i mean nothing i've listened to on earwolf has been awful i guess i've just made good choices with my life yeah that's not that's not been my story ever no i, I haven't heard any awful ones either um i like comedy bang bang you just want us on earwolf as long as we don't have to read ads we can just have scott arkham do our ads for us i'd be fine doing an ad if we were on earwolf we'd be let you close to ads. fame yes 
Order yeah. a mattress to your house. 1-800-MATTRESS. Leave off the S for savings. That yeah. company still exists. Yeah, all those mattress companies are still around. Um, yeah. Hey, lazy people. How much lazier can you be? I don't get the, like, stamps.com thing. I, I guess if you have a business where you're shipping a lot of stuff, that makes sense. But for normal people, what do you need stamps.com for? Just go buy a fucking roll of stamps. You don't even have to stand in line. If you're, like, mailing out Christmas cards or whatever, I don't know. It seems like a dumb thing to me. Well, I like stamps.com because it helps my foot not hurt. What? Do, oh, because you you just print out those labels and pad your shoes with them? When was the no, last... No, because when when I go to don't go to stamps.com, a kid, little kid comes up to me and says, did you send that letter? And I say, what are you talking about? You must have forgot the stamp. And he stamps on my foot as hard as he can. Ah, uh, that kid's clever when you think mm-hmm. about it. I don't think about it, so no, he's not. But when was the last time you stood in line at the post office? Like, I don't know. Who does that anymore? Oh, I do if I have to send the package. I don't mind it, though. I bring my Kindle. By package, do you mean penis and testicles? Yep. You can do that through UPS now. Just have them come pick up. Then I'll go brown. They're now pro-penis sending. Yeah. Once you go brown, you never come down. But FedEx is still anti-PPS? Yeah. So they're anti-pro-penis sending? Yeah. Or just anti-penis sending. Mm. They like being APPPS. Yeah, I like this show. Um, as I have liked uh, Playing House, I think that might be the only other TBS sitcom I've seen. Give Search Party a try. I haven't yet, but I'm looking forward to trying it. What it is... Search party. Um, it's the TBS show that uh, produced and I think directed and written by Michael Showalter. It stars Ali Shokwa. Oh yeah, this again. Jesus, every time we do a podcast. I you thought you remember seen it. one time. Yeah, the next. Well, I'm getting a little bit of peace every time I mention it. Oh, all right. That's like your mantra. So I'll allow it. I meant P-I-E-C-E, and I meant Reese's Pieces. No, it's Reese's Pieces. Why do people say that? To make it rhyme, Reese's Pieces. But Reese's Pieces rhymes. See, here's the thing. Pieces, nobody says that unless they, like, have a really bad speech impediment and they're trying to say feces. Uh, yeah, but that's how the name of the company is pronounced, Reese's. No. Like the monkey. But here's the thing. No. Monkeys. No. That's Reese's. So that one... Recess, that's what you do it at school when you're eating your Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, I'm confused now. Hey, have you ever eaten that uh, Take 5 bar? I don't like, like, I think it's got pretzels in it and shit. I, I've never been a fan of, like, the salty and sweet mix. Oh, but... I love salty and sweet. I like chocolate-covered pretzels, but Take 5 bar can go to hell. It has peanuts in it. That's oh, like... right. You're... What is your, do you eat just peanuts? Like, will you eat peanut butter? and? Oh, I love peanut butter. What is your problem? So you won't even eat Twix peanut butter? I just said I love peanut butter. I love Twix peanut butter, yeah. Although they could improve it. Twix peanut butter's biggest problem is Twix bars are chocolate, caramel, and a vanilla cookie. Delicious. So Twix peanut butter should be chocolate, peanut butter, a vanilla cookie. But they don't do that. They do chocolate, peanut butter, and a chocolate cookie, and it ruins everything. If Twix peanut butter were chocolate, peanut butter, and a vanilla cookie, I would eat them day and night. You spent way too much time thinking about that. But let me let me tell you, as 
our great uh, third president, George Washington, who invented the peanut, knows that peanut butter comes from peanuts. So I don't I don't understand why your hatred of peanuts. I have chocolate. a hatred of any nut in chocolate because it's like putting something that doesn't belong in there in there. I also have a, a hatred of raisins in chocolate, too, by the way. Oh, fucking I love raisinettes, dude. I'll eat those uh, till the cows come ways. home. And they're going to be home soon because they're going to be yeah. angry with you for eating weird stuff in your chocolate. I don't think cows are that picky. Well, you, well you're wrong because California has the best cows. Yep. Happy cows make happy cheese. Moo. I don't know why we got moo. They don't really say moo. Moo. It's closer. To... That's what a ram says. Oh, that's true. Remember that classic song, This is the Sound the Fox Makes? That classic song, as in the speak and spell? I went to Target yesterday, and it's filled with retro toys, including the speak and spell. But they screwed it up, because you know when you you pull the string for the speak and spell? It doesn't go out as long as it used to. I guess to make it not as much of a choking hazard. Boo-hoo. Hey, if you choked on a speak and spell, you got what you deserved. You got the death you deserved. I'm sorry. <clears throat> little dummies yeah they, well they should be doing retro toys because uh, you get these kids off these phones man like, I don't want to go off on a rant here so I won't oh that's pleasant I was expecting some long rant about telephones nope I and area right. codes and prefixes Listen, and how you really miss rotary dials and really... talking to the operator to get through to someone you're really limiting yourself, phone companies, by keeping the middle digit to a one or a zero. Do they still do that? No, they nope. don't. <laughs> Never mind. You've you've fixed your own problem, phone companies. Are there even phone companies? Are like are these? Is Motorola considered a phone company? Nope. AT and T is Verizon. Ah. I guess. Wait. Motor, well, Motorola has a lot of other toes in there. Yeah, they're they've diversified. I guess all the cell phone make manufacturers have other they do other things. And There's yet, no, sorry. Go ahead. I don't, I, I'm, no, I'm on I'm on edge. I want to hear yet what comes after yet. Why are there so many telephone poles still around? I mean, I live in Oakland. I'm not in like rural North Dakota. Wait, are you are you joking? No. Oh, I guess I mean I guess businesses have landlines. No, it's for the birds. You fool. Oh, so they have a place to congregate and, like, mm -hmm. chat over the day's events? Have you ever seen a documentary called Birds by Alfred Hitchcock? Yes. town had no telephone poles. So when they don't have that kind of thing that go going on, they just attack people. And they attack telephone booths, which are, like, the symbol of telephones. Right. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense now. It's all coming into focus. Have you seen any uh, movies or anything lately? All right, then. Oh, wait. I st I did Maybe I'll use it as a recommendation. I'm surprised I didn't. Okay. Did I not talk hold on to yeah, it, okay. then. I'll hold on to it. It's in my special place. Yeah, come on. Wait until we do recommendations, man. Asians. And now, recommendations. Asians. 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 What you got? I don't know. You have any? You just said you had a movie, and you told me earlier you had something else. For movies, let's go to the Harry Potter universe and recommend Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Ugh, that Eddie Redmayne. Eddie Redmayne's a sweetie. It was really good. I've never I seen think it. Was, 
It was you didn't see Les Misérables, one of your favorite musicals of all time. Nope. It was a. Uh, I think it was a little bit better than the Harry Potter movies just because I like the Harry Potter books. And when I saw the movies, I was constantly comparing. There's nothing to compare it to with this. And it's also a little bit better acted because it's all adults. And uh, they did a really good job of setting the the era because it's set in the 1910s, I think, nineteen maybe 1920s. But they did a good job of, of putting it in that place and not feeling like it's it's out of place and having magic there be different. So it was fun. Oh, I didn't know that Harry Potter actually took place like in – some actual time. I thought yeah, it was Harry, just some fantasy world. Harry Potter was set in like the nineties. Oh. You know, it was, it was modern times. Harry Potter was happening while the books were being written. And so this is before Harry Potter happened. So did JK Rowling have anything to do with this movie? Or was yes. it? Oh, all right. She wrote the screenplay. She picked a director. She was had a big part in picking who was in the cast. She had a lot to do with it. So she had a tiny bit. All right. A little bit. First screenplay she's written. Um, all right. Oh, so you liked it. Okay. I mean, I, I will not see it in theaters, but I'm sure I'll see it. Uh, and then what? Wait, what's your other recommendation? I might as well recommend something else. A retro game that's not only retro for retro's sake, but it's retro for the fact that it's been out on the IO, iOS ecosystem for about three years but it's called knights of the old republic it's a star wars um rpg type game where you take on the role of a oh you can pick you can pick like if you're a soldier or i picked rogue and uh you can uh, you kind of can build your character a little bit but not that much but you, you you go through the universe and encounter different sections of the star wars universe and there's a really cool story behind it it's set i think like ten thousand years before the the movies and it's it's a well-made game with with a lot of humor. There's a, a homicidal droid that you pick up along the way, and uh, yeah, good game. So so, but completely fantastical because how can it be set ten thousand years before the movies when the universe is only six thousand years old? Well, remember the movies happened a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Oh, that's true, and the galaxies are outside the universe, so. Mm-hmm. It checks out. out. Uh. Does it have that green rabbit in it from the comic books? Not so far. That was probably before your time, maybe. They were <laughs> yeah. back when they did Star Wars comics. They had like this weird green rabbit who like <laughs> hung out with Han Solo and shit. I can't remember his name. Jax or something. It was ridiculous. I'd also like to do a re-recommendation. That yes. I recommend the pass. Everyone should read Jughead. It's the funniest comic book out there. I I don't know why I have such a hard time believing that, but. Maybe I'll look into it. So, did you like Howard the Duck? The original run is all I've read, and I did like it. Oh, yes. Okay. No, I'm, there's the the latest run was written by this dude called Chip Zdarsky. Oh yeah, I know his name. The first, I think, five issues of Jughead, and he was really funny. And then Ryan North took over, who writes uh, Squirrel Girl, and he's even funnier. Just just really funny stuff, silly and great. So yeah, it's I think it's available online somewhere. But yeah, they're they're funny comic books. Well, speaking of silly comics, my recommendation, uh, I Hate Fairyland. Have you I've heard of that? it. Not yet. It's good. Yeah, it's actually pretty entertaining. Um, like, on the very first page, there's little girls playing in a room, and she, like, falls into this hole and ends up in Fairyland. Oh, and it's like a, making fun of Alice in Wonderland? Kind of, yeah. But it's more, like, gory and dark and stuff, and, you know, <laughs> humorous. Um, so, yeah, it's... I had it rec- recommended to me by 
two people at the comic book store where I go. So I was like, all right, well, fuck it. It looked like a little kitty thing, but it's not. And also, uh, this is not the greatest, but I just, it's just interesting to me. Uh, Last Gang in Town, which is Vertigo. I got like the, the trade and it's about like the year of punk 77 in London and like, these thieves and bands and all this kind of stuff that I'm just like for the period stuff. Um, and I haven't finished it, but it seems entertaining enough so far. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I like the comics like this are around that they can do this, this stuff that would be cool movies, but it'd be really expensive. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't do it, but it's, it's fun that, you know, the good writers are writing stuff like this and artists are working on it. So yeah, I like where comics are right now. I, I, I love it. Wish, yeah. I just wish more people did so they made more money. I just picked up the latest saga and Monstrous. Yeah, I saw Monstrous. I thought of you. I saw it in the store. I didn't get it. I got I, Saga. I haven't finished Saga yet, so don't tell me anything. But um, I also picked up uh, uh, the new Black Panther. It's like Black Panther. Oh, yeah, it's good. Ruler of Wanda. Yeah, Wakanda or whatever it is. Not Rwanda. Um yeah, yeah, not that one. They just started like a new series, also by Tanishi Coates. Um, so not the one that they already had a trade paper of, but this is like a different. Oh, okay. So it was probably because of Civil War they stopped everything and restarted it so they could have more number ones. Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems like. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, those are my recommendations. Stations, 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 stations. All right, you want to do your bullshit? Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail dot com. Rate us highly on iTunes and write a really glowing flower review or just rate us highly. Uh, like us on Facebook. Write us like nice, nice, funny comments on our page so people think they like us. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah, demand. Tell them the friendship's over if they don't. And tell them when they listen to our show, not only will they do, be doing something for you, their, their friend, but you'll be getting two more friends in Pat and John. And what could be better than that? Yeah. I mean, just ask any of my friends. I'm, I'm awesome. I'd ask you not to ask my friends, please, because I respect their privacy. See? What a no, good friend I am. This is, this is the Internet age. There's no privacy. There's no friends. Oh, what's, what's Joey going to do? Everybody's just a bunch of pixels. I don't know. This is going nowhere. Uh, until next time, maybe a music episode next time. We'll see. But until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>